Action. The pot party. The trippers. The 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 pot party. The trippers. The 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 pot party. Okay, I think I overdid it. The trippers. <laughs> the grasshoppers. The hip ones. All gathered in secrecy and flying high as a kite. Outside the boundaries of their phony world of kicks is the ever-present possibility of discoveries. This must be avoided at all costs. That's a weird way to drink water. Brings with it the penalties of society. Just take the label off, bro. Prison. So destroy the evidence, leave not a trace, burn it in paper trash. That way they can deny possessing the illegal marijuana. They can say the flaming can is part of a game. They can lie, they can swear. This time the gang's lucky. It's not the law, or discovery, or problems. It's just their supplier, Pete, with his number one chick, and a new guy looking for kicks. Forget it, man, and get with the countdown. Shake this square world and blast off for Kicksville. I'm on the ledge again. You are on the ledge again. <laughs> Why am I on the ledge again? I don't know. Like You started getting comfortable with the podcast the last couple months you know i feel like right, right. I, I think people have even told me that they could hear your comfortability <coughs> level has increased yeah i'm mad comfortable it's days. been a while since i've had to talk you off the ledge yeah but it just so happens that today we decided to do a little test run of video so mm -hmm. you know to finally open up our youtube channel i guess like, like sixth test run yeah man. but this one's supposed to be like for real because we got the new spot and, you know. what about all the work we did on the other ones we did a lot of work on those we didn't test do runs. enough work on those test runs we that did was a the lot problem. of work define work we rearranged our whole houses we like we were doing unnecessary work i'm saying now we have like an official spot you know right. we have a headquarters we got the table set up you know our, like, our wives were like a little bit annoyed <laughs> yeah but you know we got through that yeah you know what i mean yeah we did and we're here and it's like you're back to square one like you're back on the ledge again i just wanted to be prepared so there was no excuse about like why not to put it out like officially we, when we were talking last week this was gonna be the one we put out right and then today when we got here it turned into like oh it's a test run well know? we didn't have a tripod like the camera's on a ladder uh, right now right yeah, yeah. it's Who a little cares? peek behind the scenes of human sushi <laughs> productions here we need to take a picture of it and post it yeah it was good man chilling dude yeah yes we don't have a guest today no we are guestless again yeah. how do you feel about that man I like it, dude. You know, some. I like it, bro. Every Fuck once the in guess. a while. <laughs> <laughs> I like it every once in a while. You know, it's good to, mm -hmm. uh, you know, maybe touch base and like see what we think of what's going on with the show and like, yeah. you know, talk about some things that sometimes get pushed aside because we are talking to the guests, you know, which I also enjoy, Dre. Mm, I don't know. It sounds like you're throwing shade there. <laughs> the last guest, the last few guests have been have been interesting, man. Mm. Yeah, like I feel like we're we're getting some real diversity mm -hmm. in here, you know. Yeah, and what we have lined up too is pretty cool, you know. Yeah, definitely, man. Uh, I enjoyed the Travis episode. Yeah, the Travis, Travis Roy. <laughs> and I'll tell you, like, gave me anxiety. I tell you, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like, and I don't mean to like harp on all the old episodes and shit like that, right? But um. The one with Travis, when we left, I wasn't sure yet, mm -hmm. you know, because there were so many disagreements in, in the episode. And I was a little bit worried about how I would come off because okay. I tend to be a little more aggressive than I normally am when I'm having a debate. But that's because I love to debate. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So I get like kind of lively and mm -hmm. some people may mistake that as like, oh, hey, calm down, champ. You know what I mean? OK. Um, so I wasn't sure how I came off. Right. Uh, but then when I listened to it again, I realized 
that you know it was a really civil funny friendly conversation even though we were disagreeing right, right 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 and to a larger as point, it should be well that's what i was getting to mm-hmm. right like that i feel like that's not so common anymore mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. it's like a disagreement politically now means that we can't be friends anymore right which is kind of crazy well i think a big difference between uh then and now back then you know the old days or whatever mm-hmm. people would be a lot more private about their political affiliations right that was not something that you discussed right politics and salary and religion was right. not something you discussed right and whenever it was discussed it often led to bar fights or whatever it was you know what i mean mm-hmm. like now it's just hey you are an amazing human being and your opinion is the most important so please tell everyone how <laughs> you feel you know on facebook yeah you know so of course uh, the the arguments have gotten more and more intense because the topics are big problems contentious they're, yeah they're mm-hmm. huge problems they're very polarizing mm-hmm. issues you know so mm-hmm. yeah it's understandable but i think if we revert to more of a hey you know what like keep your shit to yourself and vote how you're gonna vote then i think it's gonna so you don't see it as progress that aspect of it um what the being more open about it mm-hmm you know, I personally don't believe in, in the system. You know, we've talked about this. Like, I really don't, not that I don't believe in the system. I just think that the system is flawed in the worst possible way. And, and so is every other system, right? Which is mm-hmm. that power corrupts, right? So, you know, regardless, you're, the people that are putting themselves in positions to be in charge are going to benefit. And that's it. You know what I mean? Like, that's always how it goes. So, right. Um, yeah. That's my opinion. But how does that relate to? Huh? How does that relate to to what I'm saying though? Which is what? What do you mean? Which is what? What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> Did we oversmoke? <laughs> Did we oversmoke? I don't think so. I'm good. But I just I thought we were talking about the system. Yeah, I guess we were talking about the system. So the system is bad, everyone. <laughs> It's video. This is why I said that the video should be a no, test run. No, this should not be a test run. Because you're acting kind of funny right now. I'm not going to lie. No way. Yeah. You're In being, what way? You're like tightened up. Did I, I don't. I feel like I'm super loose. You good? Yeah. Good. 100%. All right, bro. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers to Cheers. you too. I wish we had a drink. What do you want to talk about now on this podcast that Wait, we record? I want to keep going with what we were talking about. So talk about it. Um, I forgot where we were. <laughs> This could be the worst six minutes and 45 seconds that we've ever recorded I on disagree. Human Sushi. I disagree. It just took a turn in the last one minute or so. We're talking about people disagreeing politically and not being able to be friends. Okay. And so you started talking about how power corrupts. You said, do you see it as how the progress mm-hmm. to be more open, right? Right. I said power corrupts. And because of that, no, it doesn't pay off to be more open only in the sense that it's exposing i guess you know the corruption i tend to agree with you actually though Mm -hmm. like um i think it's too much Mm -hmm. i think it's way too much and i think people are gonna vote people's political beliefs is they're gonna um side towards things that they feel personal about and that's the way it should be that's why we have Mm-hmm. choices you know what i mean now whether or not those are really choices is another conversation you know okay um so meaning you know what like meaning that it's destined for you or whatever no meaning that if you vote 
according to your own interests, oh, okay, why you. should I be mad at you? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like I'm voting according to my own interests. So if someone's interests is social justice mm-hmm. and that's the way they want to vote, that's fine with me. Which is, I hate that term because everyone's interest is social justice. Right, right. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like in the, the mainstream term, right. social justice, if that's what they want to vote, that's what they want to vote. Now, my problem with the radical social justice people mm-hmm. is that their whole thing is if you don't vote the way I vote, you're evil. You're not wrong. You're evil. You right. know what I mean? Right. And that's where I have a problem with it. To me, it's like, I let you have your beliefs. You can have whatever you could believe whatever you want. Yeah. Let me believe whatever I want. You know what I mean? And that's kind of the beauty of 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 the system. You know. See, I think it's that what you're describing, plus everyone else also like giving even even their little their centrist views. You know what I mean? Like right. It's just like you said, too much. It's overload of political views. And you are not a political analyst. Last time I checked, <laughs> neither am I. You know? right. Like not you. I mean like people in general like Mm -hmm. if you're not a political analyst you know like don't assume you're 100 percent right because you saw kanye say it or whatever you know like gosh i hope people are not listening to kanye for politics some people may be dude millennials or whatnot more than some people i think (laughs) what is a millennial a millennial is someone that was born in the 2000s or something is that what it is i think so i don't know i'm too old if you're right about that (laughs) what are we generation x I don't know. We're baby boomers. I was born in the 80s. No, nah, we're not no baby boomers, bro. Baby yeah. boomers was after Vietnam, wasn't it? We're World War II vets. Oh, World War II. That, that's what it was, yeah. I forgot what we are. Cold War? No, that wasn't ours either. Yeah. No. We were born during the Cold War, oh, bro. Oh, we were? Okay. Yeah. Cold War babies. I guess. That sounds like the <laughs> name of, a, Reagan of babies. a punk rock band. <laughs> Reagan Babies is a good name. That's a great name for a band. Reagan Babies. Yeah, Reagan you heard babies. it here first, folks. Yeah. Yo, you're going to go see the Reagan Babies? They're playing over at the Fillmore. I don't play any instruments. I guess uh, I'll sing. Yeah. I don't have a great singing voice. It's just a show on political views. <laughs> <laughs> Reagan. Oh, it's a show. Yeah, it's a show. No, nah, it's a band. Oh, now it's a band. Reagan Babies. <laughs> yeah, the Reagan Babies. That's a good name. It's like a ska band from the 90s. That's a good name, man. (laughs) Um, Did you see the debates that happened a couple weeks ago? I saw some pieces of them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Tulsi going in. That's Bay. Tulsi's Bay. Yeah. Tulsi's a great speaker, man. She like... She is. She knows like exactly where the the pressure point is, you know? Like, oh, I'm going to pressure right there. I'm going to flip it right back to this, you know? And she's really kind of masterful at it pretty good and kamala harris is an attorney like she's going at someone who right. argues for a living it's true and bodied her no you know? destroyed her dude. yeah body yeah her. yeah it was good to see man yeah i read i read a comment it was like oh when <laughs> when you can't get um legalized when you can't get an applause for legalized marijuana like you know you got bodied yeah Yo, for real yeah for real well she put a lot of people away for for weed for marijuana right you know? so it's but like she's a flip-flopper like me <laughs> yeah she's a flip-flopper yeah and <laughs> cool. tulsi called her out on it yeah welcome to the group the main thing that they got on tulsi is that she went to go see uh assad mm-hmm. you know and and spoke to him or whatever you know to see if they could try to work something out right mm-hmm. um and she's getting so much hate for, for that because she went to go speak with him. Like, they're saying we sh- you shouldn't even dignify the guy by speaking to him, you mm-hmm. know? I, I don't know if that's a good enough reason not to not to follow her. I mean, that you know? sounds pretty childish, right? Like, let's just pay, ignore the problem. and like. Well, that. like, Trump goes to fucking North Korea. Right. What's the problem there? 
I have no problem with that. Why? I'm saying I have no problem with Trump going to North Korea. I think we should open up dialogue with everyone. Right. You know what I mean? Agreed. Yeah. So, eh, yeah, I guess it's I'm thinking, baseless. like, why would you? you right. Know, like, yeah. yeah. Well, people have problem. People have a problem with it. Right. Though, you know, politics is funny, man. It's like just like pinpointing these little transgressions and just like predicting what people are going to have a problem with. So they could just like try to draw that out. You know, I mean, it's media, too. I mean, it's just it's a show, really, dude. It's literally like a show being put on for you. Right. And. What really happens is all behind closed doors, you know, yeah. anything that you're seeing either a was intended for you to see or B got leaked out and they're like scrambling to cover it, you know, but right. Yeah. Government is the entertainment branch of finance. Someone said that hmm. I think it was Frank Zappa or something like that. That's a great quote because that's exactly what it is. Yeah. You know? Really fi- I've said finance is what matters. Yeah. <laughs> Money runs everything. Right. You know, that's yeah. it. So yeah. When you have a, president that's tied in with Halliburton and et cetera, et cetera, you know, mm. really it's, it's gone uh, awry. Trump, the, the, the Trump mania is funny to me because it's like people forgot about Bush. Right. And now Bush is like a good guy all of a sudden. He's like on Oprah. He's painting, he's making, doing paintings and shit. <laughs> Have you seen him? Yeah. Well, that's a pretty old interview, I think before Trump. No, no, it's during Trump. Oh, it's during now Trump. he's a fucking darling. He's a media darling. Oh, bro. yeah? Yeah. No, I haven't seen him. Yeah. And he's like super cool with Michelle Obama. Really? Yeah, they're like friends. Of course, man. They're friends in the first place, dude. It's funny to me, man, how like... What do those people have to not be friends about? They're like, oh, I got a jet. You got a jet. Let's jump on both of our jets and go down to St. Bart's. <laughs> That's <laughs> how true. I picture them talking. It's, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's true. What are they going to be angry at each other for, you know? But Bush was a guy that, like, you, you see what he did, and then you compare it with the shit that Trump is doing, and I get it, man, like, the locking of babies and all that, which is a law that, by the way, Clinton passed. Right. Okay? That wasn't during the Clinton years. He's of not separating locking up babies, but he can't send the babies to jail. To the same adult jail <laughs> right. that you send everybody else. But, you know, babies in cages is the, is the headline. Right. You know? But I'm saying, like, what Trump is doing compared to what Bush did, is fucking child's play, bro. It's child's play. Right. Bush lied about and started a war. Right. You know? Like, right. knowing that the information was faulty. Like, he went and started a war. Like, wars cost fucking trillions of dollars. You think they would even tell Bush that? Like, why would they even tell him that? <laughs> tell him what? Like, the information is faulty. They're probably just like, yeah, go listen. Yeah, go for it, bro. Yeah. These guys are attacking us, he, you know. I know, but... Uh, He's going to be like, what should I do? You should do this. Okay, do it. Boom. The end. <laughs> yeah, regardless, though. Yeah. Like, he was the man in charge, and he got us in that position. Right. You know? yeah. But again, it wasn't him. It was financial companies and conglomerates and think tanks. You know right. I'm saying? Conspiracy, son. Okay, but that applies to every president. Yeah, for sure. So what I'm saying is the shit that happened during the Bush years right. is fucking way bigger than the shit that's happening in the trump years you know? okay but here's my argument like we're never gonna come close to this stuff like you know what i mean like why are you on facebook going crazy when we're never gonna come close to this stuff mm-hmm. like you know you can't even do anything about it like protest i guess is the one thing you know mm-hmm. and that has had some effect but only i guess i, I don't know a lot of people attribute like you know, civil rights changes and um, 
women's suffrage changes to protesting, right, and to mm-hmm. activism. Right. I personally don't. So, so what do you think did it? Uh, just society being ready, society being ready to accept these mm. these things, you know. Mm. And who was pushing those ideas? When you say accept these things, somebody yeah. had to be pushing the idea. Everyday for life was pushing it. So like somewhere, some woman somewhere mm. was like. So it's very lyrical, but no. No, that's exactly what happens, right? Like, for example, Rosa Parks is an everyday person, right? She got on a bus. She didn't want to sit in the fucking back. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. so she refused and she was like, fuck that. And then she became like a symbol, mm-hmm. right? And everything formed behind that, you know? So that's what and I And you don't think people were behind pushing that symbol? Yes. That's yeah. marketing, bro. Of course, 100%. Right. But, so it matters. But it they had to have that real incident in order to have something to market. You know what I mean? Like, that, okay, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Like, Bush had to have 9-11 in order to go wage his wars in Iraq. Yeah, like, right. I get it. You need yeah. a real-life catalyst. But that yeah. still doesn't mean that activism, you know, doesn't work. Activism... I, activism has its place in society, I think. Activism has its place because... I, th- I do think that words matter, and I think that the people being heard mm-hmm. is, you know, could be a catalyst for change, right? I don't think it's the only thing, you know, but I think right. activism has its place in, soci- in society. I what think, I think finance is, trumps activism every time. Like finance trumps everything, though. Right. It's like saying that is like so saying... So what's the point? If, it's against, if it goes against financial gain for whatever, you know, whoever's behind or the powers that be, like no amount of activism is going to change it, you know? If it's something that society is ready to accept be, and it's not going to interfere with financial gains, you know, to some degree. But what about like the NFL? Okay. Right. Explain. Well, like the NFL is like now there's people that are scared to touch the NFL and their view, their ratings have gone down and they're like mm-hmm. generally on the decline. Okay. Right. Um, ever since this whole like activism thing behind uh, Colin Kaepernick and, yeah. and the flag and all that. Right. So that's an example of activism trumping finance not trumping finance because they're still making fucking you know billions of dollars right um but you know making a difference okay making a difference and then you have nike coming in and capitalizing off that so like right and what's the difference that that, so finance ended up you know piggybacking off activism colin kaepernick knelt to protest police violence Mm -hmm. you know like he has there's nothing changed because of him kneeling it affected the nfl like you said it's affected nike because they made money off of it you know it's affecting colin kaepernick because he got fucking blacklisted you know but like but people are talking about it people are talking about it yeah i mean people have been talking about police brutality since the 60s you know since even before that since the beginning of time okay but this put it in the forefront doug and like you know every generation needs something like that to put the conversation back in the forefront i'm not look i'm not yeah. A supporter of the whole it's not that I'm not a supporter, man. Mm-hmm. Like I support his right to pr- to protest. Sure. And I support his right not to stand for the flag. Right. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I also support the teams I wouldn't say support, but I understand why teams might not want to fuck with them because it might fuck up their bottom line, bro. It's a fucking business, dude. Teams running a team is a business, bro. Right. So like if they don't want to fuck with Kaepernick because they feel like they're going to alienate their fans and it's going to hurt them, their pockets. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry if like, you know, that's a sensitive thing, but what do you expect them to do? What do you expect a bunch of shareholders to do to say, no, we don't want, you know, we don't want money. Yeah. It's, it's their fucking job to of, make money, man, of course. To, to be, 
financially lucrative. So, mm-hmm. you know, I see both sides of the thing, you know. I don't see the whole, like, getting mad at the NFL thing. I don't, I don't understand what that's about. You know? I see it like Colin Kaepernick, you know, took a knee. He made a stand. Great for Colin Kaepernick. Great for the cause, right? Mm-hmm. But not great for Colin Kaepernick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because he doesn't have a job now. Exactly. But he got a contract with Nike. He's got fucking Nike shoes. You know what okay. I'm saying? What how long you? is that going to last, you know? And hopefully a long time. I mean, great. I think if And he how long does a football th- career last, champ? It's like five, six years, bro. It's not yeah. it's not that crazy either. And like NFL contracts aren't like NBA contracts. You know what I'm saying? They don't they're not guaranteed. Right. If you stop playing, they stop paying. Right. NBA contract, fucking Chris Bosch was on a fucking max deal and he was injured for like three years and got paid to just sit on the bench mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. didn't lose a dollar. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know that about Chris so, Bosch. So um, you know. But yeah, but regardless, it's the point of you know he messed he he fucked up his career really like you know that's arguable you could say he he you know that's arguable that's arguable mm, i don't know he's not employed as a in the nfl you know so he's employed by nike that's what he trained his whole life to do he's employed by nike you know what i'm saying so taking a knee i think was something he did with great intention i think it probably got out of hand even out of his control you know and he's like okay i can't go back now i'm too far down the road and, you know, it was good for the cause. I guess get, get people talking about it again and more, more frequent with more frequency. But other than that, I mean, nothing has changed. You know, that is there's a deeper rooted problem to most of these situations that people are protesting for or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. and it, real solution is what needs to be figured out. You know, But that real solution can come as an effect of bringing attention to it what if like you bring attention to it and some little kid is listening dog Mm -hmm. and 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 is inspired by the colin kaepernick situation Mm -hmm. and then he grows up to actually make a difference you know you can't you can't downplay that kind of thing man and that's that's what i mean and i feel the same way about art too right like i had this conversation with a friend he was saying that art is useless and that human beings should just like use that brain power to create things, to invent things. That's ridiculous. I think that wouldn't make us human beings. Right. You know what I mean? But for example, like, don't get me wrong, because I know someone's probably listening to me, like Martin Luther King Jr. or, you know, Malcolm X or any other symbol of, of uh, you know, protest, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely, again, once again, this is a person who was trying to help his community. He was a real life person doing real life. Activism. Quote unquote unquote activism. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. But it's not really that activism is a term that in my mind I use for when it's like a group of people doing like a certain thing. Right. So in my mind, no, this is an individual that's out there, you know, trying to do good. And from that of us, marketing comes in, right. Somebody takes him, puts him up on the pedestal and says, Hey, we are going to use you as the symbol. And then crowds form and the movement begins from that person. So definitely what they're doing is necessary. But again, without society being truly ready to accept the changes that these people are, uh, you know, fighting for, it would never happen. The movement would just wouldn't get behind them, you know. Listen, man. I honestly think it's a combination. It's a gumbo. Okay, of it's society a combination. Ready. Okay, but you're but you're moving the goalpost though, man. That's not where you started the 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 conversation. You know, you're saying that activism is not 
act that it's, activism there's no place for not, it. I'm saying that I'm arguing that there is a place for it. I'm arguing no, I didn't say it was no place for it. I said activism is not the reason things change. That's what I said. Yeah, and I'm saying yeah, they are a part of the reason. I'm not saying they're the whole reason, but it's actually it's definitely part of the reason. For me, activism is the show that comes after society is already deter- determined to, to change it. You know, mm. it's just a show for the people to say, hey, look, I'm behind this. You know, like that's it. Like what? Give me an example of that. Um, what is it that changed? Like you just said that Cap that Kaepernick did that whole thing and nothing changed. Okay, for example. So like, where's the so the sh- that show as you call it was after what change exactly? Came it came after what change exactly? Okay, so for example, like um, you know, desegregation, mm-hmm. right? Like a lot of that. A lot of people attribute desegregation to people being ready. I'm sorry to the protest, right? To people protesting and fighting for the right to attend different schools et cetera, right. Right? Mm-hmm. and have the same bathrooms, etc. Um, for me, it took real life people to say, yes, like we're, we're fine with this. You know what I mean? Like why should they have different restrooms? Why should people of different skin color or of different ethnicity have to sit in a different place on the bus or et cetera, or go to a different school, you know? Um, and it took, society embracing that concept for the movement to make a change right because it's not like desegregation came, you know was invented in the 50s or the 60s you know what i'm saying like that's just when it finally took hold because everybody had lived in and around people of different races enough to know hey like this is stupid to feel like they're inferior like they're the same as us so like that's it you know yeah and i get what you're saying and it's not that i disagree i just think they go hand in hand right i think part of why society is ready is because they keep hearing about it and they're because there's people speaking up like you don't think someone tried to speak up in the old south you know what i'm saying they were just lynched or murdered right away you know right because not enough people were speaking up no because they were just the minute they said something they were cut down you know what i mean like Whereas Martin Luther King Jr. had the opportunity to say something and not be cut down. You know what I mean? So that alone, you know, symbolizes like society being like, okay, we'll listen. Okay, this is a good point. We'll go along with this. You know what I mean? Like, yes, it it was white lawmakers that signed desegregation laws, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so, you know, again. But that's a given what you're saying. Of Mm -hmm. course, they were ready at that time. Right. I'm saying is that this activism plays a part in getting society ready for that. And I'm saying that it's already f- past the point. You know, it, it I know, I know what you're saying. I just don't, yeah. I just, I disagree too. I think it comes p- into play, like at the point where we are already ready, you know? And then it's just like, okay, now the show now pass the law. Cool. You know, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's an interesting way to look at it, man. Yeah. It's wrong, but. You know, I mean, that's what we're here for. I don't for. feel like there's a right or wrong in that situation, <laughs> you know. I'm fucking with you, man. <laughs> Why do we always get into politics? We're not a fucking politics show, man. I don't Let's know. talk about something fun. Okay. You haven't seen the Tarantino movie yet, right? I haven't. Spoiler for us. Spoiler for us. <laughs> Spoilers are coming. Um, no, don't you want to read it? Oh, you know what I'm reading right now, though? Mm-hmm. What? The Joker script. Oh, really? It leaked. And? Do not download it, okay? <laughs> Yeah, why not? Um, and without spoiling anything, I fucking love it. You're going to hate it. Oh, yeah. man. I like it. 
it's but like, like literally says on the script like long drawn out shot right it's <laughs> it's taxi driver with face paint <sighs> it's gonna be terrible. you don't like taxi driver right no i just i don't get what taxi driver is about oh my god just one guy losing his grip on reality blah 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 Fall, hey, you just said it falling down did the same thing and it was much better because <sighs> he had uzis and he went on a shooting spree <laughs> Wusa. <laughs> Is that a thing? Wusa? I don't know. Gusfrava. Sure. But <laughs> so no, I now. like it, but it's definitely not a, it's definitely not like a, like a Marvel flick, you know? It's yeah. not like a superhero movie at all. Well, you it's, never know. Sometimes they, they get to me, but you're probably right. I probably won't like it, you know? If I know you the way I think I know you, dog, right. you're not going to like it, bro. Yeah? Yeah. You're probably right. But the Tarantino movie, man, it was like, Without spoiling anything, right? I was unsure. I've seen it twice. I was unsure how I felt about it the first time, and then the second time I loved it. Okay. So where do I put it, like rank it among his movies, mm -hmm. is something that I'm still trying to grapple with, right? So like, it's not his best movie since Pulp Fiction. Right. I think that's Inglorious Bastards. Um, but it's his coolest movie since Pulp Fiction. You feel what I'm saying? Like rolling through L.A., like cool cars. It's fucking cool. The movie's cool. He hasn't made a lot of cool movies. Mm -hmm. He made Django, which is like set in the antebellum South. He made Hateful Eight, which was like, you know, post-Civil War. Right. And, yeah, you know, he hasn't really made a, like a cool L.A. movie since fucking Pulp Fiction or Jackie Brown. You yeah, know? Jackie Brown was kind of more, was supposed to be like not that cool like more gritty i think you know yeah slower pace yeah, yeah. just more deliberate mm -hmm. uh but this one was cool man it was just like the 60s and hippies and people doing lsd and fucking charles manson you know mm -hmm. what i mean um so i definitely liked that about it and it had this aspect where like the reason i didn't like it the first time i saw it mm -hmm. that was my next question it's because so it's long, right? Mm -hmm. And it, it feels like a bunch of random shit is happening. Like, it feels like there's no plot to the movie. And they're really, the plot doesn't really start until you're, like, two hours into the movie. You know what I mean? How long is the movie? It's two hours and 40 minutes. Okay. So literally at, like, two hours is when the actual plot starts. So it's just a bunch of, like, random dialogue and, like, cool scenes. But, <laughs> but the final scene, mm -hmm. you know, the whole, the whole final sequence pays it all off. It pays everything off. So okay. it was kind of brilliant in the way it did that. Because you're, you're watching a bunch of shit and you're like, bro, why is this? Why is Brad Pitt doing this? Like, mm -hmm. why am I watching this? You know? Mm -hmm. And then it all pays off at the end. Oh, you know? no. You're not going to like it, huh? <laughs> I don't know. I might like it because it has that pop twist at the end. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's where I'm like, okay with it, you know? But I'm telling you, you might like it just because of how fucking cool it is, man. The right. cars, you know what I mean? When they go to, like, the Spawn Ranch where the Manson family is. I want to see Bruce Lee. I want to see Bruce how. Lee. Yeah. yeah. It's a cool shit, man. It's fucking, it's a cool-ass movie. Nice. So I would put it, right now my Tarantino list is Pulp Fiction. You put it seventh the other day. I want to see if this is. No, I think, it, I think it's a little higher. Okay. So it's Pulp Fiction number one. Mm -hmm. If I'm being honest... Jackie Brown number two. Okay. I know that Inglorious is technically a better movie than Jackie Brown in in the in like the production sense. You know, it's like shot beautifully. It's like edited really tight. It just looks good. You know, from a production sense, like Quentin was a better director when he made Inglorious, but I like Jackie Brown better. Mm -hmm. So it's number two. Okay. Number three, Inglorious. Number four. 
maybe Kill Bill Volume 2. If we're separating the Kill Bills. Okay. I think you have to, no? Or you want to count them as one to make it easier? I want to separate them. Okay. So I want to put Kill Bill Volume 2 at number four. Uh-huh. And I think this movie might be right after that. So it's like at number five. What about Pulp Fiction? That's number one. Oh, what about... um. Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight. Um, I know you hate Django. Django is the bottom of my list. Yeah. Yeah. I love Django. Yeah, I would put... Um, okay, so Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I would put Reservoir Dogs at number six, then uh, Hateful Eight, then Death Proof, and then Django. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Death that's Death that's my Tarantino is the bottom list. of my list. Death Proof is the bottom? Yeah. So what's your list? Go. Uh, okay, go. Okay, go. So I would say I haven't seen uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, though. So okay. So number one. Number one is, I would say. Um, I think your number one is Kill Bill. No. No? No, it's uh, Inglorious. Inglorious? Yeah. Okay. I love that movie. Number two? Pulp Fiction. You like Pulp Fiction better than Kill Bill? Yeah. I'm surprised. Pulp Fiction was groundbreaking. It was dope. Okay. You know? Okay. Um. <laughs> you had me like a Kill Bill. I think I'm going to keep surprising you. Jackie Brown. Better than Kill Bill. Yeah. I'm surprised, man. I'm, you Bill. like you like Jackie Brown? Yeah, I love Jackie Brown. No the shit. He's dope as fuck. Yeah. Okay. It's like there are some, like I said, there's some occasions like that where I like like kind of a slower paced movie, you know? Mm-hmm. But, but like Jackie Brown is interesting. You know what I'm saying? And like everything is happening at a slower pace but it's not overly artsy you know what i'm saying it's not like trying to be <laughs> like had to, bro. yeah you i had did to, there's no scene with like samuel l jackson like combing so his long hair in the mirror and i'm supposed to understand that he's oh, looking at God. himself in you know like whatever type of way i hate you so much yeah i know artsy um, yeah dude like i'm telling you it's not overly artsy okay no. so number I? four that's number three so what's my so your three? top three is the same three movies as my top three, but just in different order. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Then I would go to Kill Bill. Kill Bill. One or two. One and two. They're okay. So you're you're putting them together. Yeah. Okay. I mean, five, four, and five, or whatever. Okay. Um. Then Django. Okay. And then what's left? Death uh, Proof. Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Death Dogs. And Hateful Eight. I don't like either three of those movies. Like they could all be. You don't like Reservoir Dogs? Not really. No, it was kind of a little amateurish. Huh. I like Reservoir Dogs. I just think his other movies are way better. You know, but yeah. I like Reservoir Dogs. Pulp Fiction was brilliant. Like when I saw Pulp Fiction, I was blown away. I thought, "Wow, this guy really, you know, gets it." But Reservoir Dogs, I, s- I just think it's like still a little bit rough. You know, Pulp Fiction to me is like the coolest movie ever made. I mean, it's dope, right? Like, it's been quoted. It's just fucking cool, man. Infiltrated pop culture. Yeah. I think I'm going to dress up like Vincent and uh, my wife as Mia for Halloween. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I was Jules one one year. I got the Jerry Curl wig and shit. Oh, nice. (laughs) With the suit? Yeah. With the suit. With the skinny tie. (laughs) I'm going to put on like a pair of swim trunks and a t-shirt. I saw a list of top 10 Tarantino characters. Top 10 Tarantino characters. Say that 10 times fast. No Say thanks. 10 times fast, 10 times fast. Oh, uh, no thanks. Who coined the phrase, coined the phrase? Who's being weird now? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? That was the best <laughs> podcasting I've ever done in my life. <laughs> what was I about to say? Um, Something I, stupid. Nah, no, it whatever. was good. 
about Tarantino. Okay, the top 10 list of Tarantino characters, mm-hmm. and Jules wasn't in it. Who said this list? Some fucking website there, man. Uh, I wish I remembered them so I could sh- fucking shit on them. Jules is the shit. Jules wasn't in it. Like, that's probably number one on my yeah, list, definitely, Doug. definitely, for sure. Like, what character has Tarantino created that's better than Jules, honestly? The hitman that wants to retire. It's the most referenced, you know? Dude, like, it's... That's by far the best Tarantino Roy- character. Royale with cheese. Or yeah. You know, like everybody knows Everything him. he says is fucking classic in yeah. that movie. Every single word he says. It's dope. The one that says bad motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yo, everything he says. That's a pretty good Samuel Jackson impression. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm flattered. Um, what other characters would you put up there? The Bride is definitely dope. The Bride? And Bill is dope, too. Yeah. Bill is a dope character. Why'd you call her the bride? Beatrix. Yeah. Because that's what he calls Kiddo. her, the bride. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, calls her the bride. Kill Bill is dope as fuck with the... Uh, and the... Uh, characters, though. What Tarantino characters? Uh, Pai yeah, May is Bill, a dope. Bill, I'm saying. Yeah, Bill, Bill is yeah, dope. I was yeah. about to say Pai May, too. Pai May is dope. Pai May is, like, stroking his beard and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what other characters are dope from Tarantino? Uh, uh, the Jew Hunter. Yeah, right. the Jew Hunter is a great yeah. character. I yeah. love Shoshana. And the Bear Jew, too. I love Shoshana. Yeah, me too. Like, she's one of my favorite characters in anything ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she's her great. story is fucking amazing, you know? And fucking Aldo was the dope character, too. Brad Pitt in, the, in, you know in how, that. You know how I always say, like, I hate what's-his-face in Lord of the Rings? Who? Uh, I don't know his damn name. Shia LaBeouf. What's his name in Lord of the Rings? <laughs> that little kid. In Lord of the Rings? Yeah. Oh, the dude that plays Frodo? Yeah. Okay, I don't I don't remember his name. What what about him? So everybody I always tell people like fucking I hate fucking Lord of the Rings, number one. And yeah. number two, like people are always like what I actually you? agree with you there. I can't stand Lord of the Rings. And people are like, What don't you like about it, right? And I'm Anything. like that the main thing that stood out to me when I, I literally walked out of the theater the first time is because I couldn't <laughs> stare at this little fucking fuck's face anymore <laughs> because he was so weak and pitted you know a pathetic right and then like when i tell people this they're like okay um you know that's the character right like he's from the shire whatever mm-hmm. he's like a fucking it's a bitch elf or whatever like whatever yeah. the fuck he is and like he's supposed you a bitch bro he's supposed to be a bitch right yeah, yeah but like there's correct ways to play weak like not for nothing but like shoshana right like mm-hmm. shoshana when she is in the you know having the lunch or whatever with the Jew Hunter, mm-hmm. right? And they're doing the whole... A great thing. scene. Yeah, an amazing great scene, scene, right? But she plays that fear so well, right? Like yeah. You see how scared she is and how helpless she is in his presence, you know? You want to know something about the original script on that scene? Mm-hmm. He had that scene happening, right? He talks to her and then she, like, releases. You know how she, she like, finally breathes when right. he leaves? Okay. Instead of that in the script, the camera <laughs> was going to pan down mm-hmm. and show that she had pissed herself. Oh, there was a okay. fucking puddle of piss on the floor. Right. I remember that vividly from reading the script. Right. Shit. Yeah. So he decided to change that. And that, that cool. was a good change. That's cool. But that was yeah. a good change, though. Yeah. She Because the way she sold that last moment is what sold the entire scene. Yeah. 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 When she finally exhaled. Or She's amazing, man. And like a lot crazy. of those foreign actors were fucking amazing in that movie. You know who, yeah. who was dope, too, man? The one guy. Okay. So, you know, the, the bar scene when they all... Mm-hmm. get caught up at the bar and the shootout happens or whatever right so the dude the general that like notices oh yeah that guy was great bro he was, he was like really a german good. christopher walken and shit bro yeah, he was really good yeah definitely. man like 
no, that's a great movie, dude. Yeah, Glorious is a great is movie. So awesome too. Like that scene where they're playing the card game. Yeah, yeah. I love that scene. Yeah, that's a cool yeah, scene. Yeah, I love that movie, man. And Glorious. That's is a great fucking movie. Yeah, yeah. It. I get it when people say that that's his best movie. I yeah. just don't think it tops Pulp Fiction, you know. And then my, I personally like Jackie Brown too much, you know. Right. It's so good, bro. Pulp Fiction was groundbreaking and amazing, but also the very fact that it has become such a like staple of pop culture also makes me kind of bring it down on the list a little bit because I'm like, eh, it's like a little bit. It's a little bit like overhyped. It's a little corrupted now, you know, like a right. little like tainted, you know. But yeah, but not not to his me, fault. Not to you know yeah, to his not credit, to me, not it's to brilliant. Me. You know? Yeah. Pulp yeah. Fiction script is just like one of the greatest scripts ever written, man. How, how do you read scripts, man? I can't read scripts. Like my, I need a book, I need really? a narrator. Yeah, get a tablet. It's a pretty good way to read. No, I just mean like it's difficult for me to read a script, like because oh, I of see. the way because you have to because it's like exterior, right, backyard, yeah. right? Yeah, it yeah, yeah. kind of breaks up the flow a little bit for me. You know, it's like again, I have to work, and I don't like it, Dre. I don't like you do have to work because yeah. you have to like direct Imagine the movie in your head. Right. Yeah. You got to direct it in your head. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no thanks. That's what I like about it. That's what I love about reading like books and, and certain authors that they paint the picture for you. you know? Right. Yeah. No, I want to do the work. Yeah. It's it's interesting, too, when you read a script like I'm reading this Joker script now, mm. you know, mm -hmm. and then the movie's going to come out. So yeah. it's like you're like part of the create. You get a peek into the creative process that right. way, you know, yeah. and I did it for. This this uh, Tarantino script didn't leak this last one, but I did it for the previous three. Right. Like I read A Hateful Eight, I read uh, Django, and I read Inglorious. Are you a person that tells people stuff like, "Oh, the script was better"? <laughs> Django, I thought the script was better than the movie. <laughs> you know, people are always like, "Oh, you haven't read the books? The books were amazing." No, no, but I, I don't say that. No. But if I'm being honest, I thought the Django script was better than the movie. Right. Yeah. 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 Same. And there's certain things in the script, like I said, like the piss scene. Mm -hmm. And also um, the script for Inglorious Bastards had Shoshana's background on how she acquired that theater. Because mm -hmm. they never explained that no, to you. Yeah. But they explained it in the script. Oh, so I know. I know how she got it. How you did know? she get it? She had an, uh, an aunt or someone that took her in, you know what I mean? Right. That ended up becoming like her aunt or, and she like adopted her officially or whatever yeah. and left her the theater. But they had he had a whole sequence right. about how she like kind of trained her to use the fucking the, the equipment in the theater. And he had a whole sequence about it. Nice. And then just cut it out. Yeah. 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 Because she does mention that at some point in the movie. She says like, oh, my, my aunt left it to me. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, just yeah. in a quick line. Exactly. Know? But yeah. that was a whole fucking like maybe 10, 15 pages. Right. Yeah. I love movies, man. I love, like, the whole magic of Hollywood, like, in general. Like, it's super cool, like, how a bunch of people can collaborate and then create this one piece of art. Mm -hmm. You know, going back to your friend saying, like, art is not necessary, like, that's fucking ridiculous. Like, yeah. You know, art is what makes us human more than anything else, I would say. You know, like, it, it is the one thing worth pursuing in life, really. You know what I mean? Like anything else whether you're building a corporation or fucking manufacturing cars or whatever the fuck you're doing like that's great i wish you the best of luck you know but really in the end all of that will crumble to the ground and what will really persist is mm -hmm. how you made people feel with your art you know yeah i disagree i mean i i agree i completely agree you yeah. know and and that's like kind of a narrow way of looking at things by saying that the only way to be productive as a human is to invent something or, you know, go get a job as a, you know, you know what I mean? Like to use that yeah. brain power for. Is he a scientist or something like that? 
no. No? Just like... Is he a professor? <laughs> no, he's not a professor or a doctor. Damn it. I was going to say invite him on the show. <laughs> <laughs> you have an obsession with professors. I want to fucking interview a professor of something. We had a teacher. Yeah, we had a teacher. That was yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. See? And I didn't even ask her shit about politics. You didn't ask her shit about <laughs> teaching, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to talk to a professor about? I just want to talk to him about... The like, last J. Cole album? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like... Like, what kind of posters he collects and shit. <laughs> Just to give people some background, like, you know, when me and Renee meet up for, I, I don't know, I guess to do, like, to plan things for the show yeah, you, or you whatever. you don't want to call them production meetings. Yeah, because they're not that productive. <laughs> <laughs> so Give yourself that. What do you mean? There, there you go. go. <laughs> um, so what was I going to say? Uh, when me and Renee meet up to do the production meetings. Right. And for, and we're discussing guests. For unproductive meetings. Right. For some reason, Renee keeps bringing up how he wants to interview, how he wants to find professors. <laughs> like, to the point he wants to start going to, like, coffee shops that are near colleges. And I like, did not say that. <laughs> <laughs> You're making that part Bro, up. we could find professors there, bro. I never You have said this obsession with getting a professor on the show. Don't though. lie. I'll agree hey, that I have been preoccupied let with the people decide. professors let on the, the show. Let the people decide what's true. I never said we're going to go find them at coffee shops. You said something similar to I that. I did not. I mm-hmm. said we should send an email to professors. <laughs> a mass email. Email. That is what yeah. you said. No, I said we should have. You want to send like a, a mass template? Yeah, template. You yeah. just change the name and the and the no, school. No, that's not what I said. I said we have a template and we customize it for each professor, <laughs> and then we send it to uh-huh. that professor. That's what I just finished saying. But okay. No, it's more customized than just. Why that. a professor though? Tell me. I have questions. I have questions about like dark matter. I have dark matter. Yeah. A professor is going to be able to. To figure that out for you. It depends if it's the right kind of professor. I have other kind of questions, too. I have questions about, you know, the human psyche. I have questions about fitness. Might be a professor of physical education. You know, I have questions, all types of questions. I need professors to to help me in life. I think you need a different podcast, bro. (laughs) Why is that? (laughs) Just because, yeah, no, no. I want to know, for example, like if we're talking about politics, right? Wouldn't you love to have a professor in here (laughs) to tell us? How about a politician if we're talking about politics? No, I want to. How about a banker if we're talking about finance? No, No, you want to. I want a finance professor if we're talking about finance. (laughs) Fuck a banker. A banker just knows like how to open a home mortgage or whatever. A banker has real world experience. A professor talks to people all day. Well, the professor understands a wider. Hey, range. shout out to all the professors. I'm sorry. I don't mean to. I'm yeah. not shitting on you guys. I'm shitting on Renee. Yeah, I'm not shitting on. Think about it that anybody. way. Anybody. All right. I'm just saying professors know more than I do. So I'm very open to talking to them versus like someone who's not a professor. <laughs> <laughs> like me. <laughs> no, that's not at all what I was saying. Mm, okay. <laughs> You want to get to this bento box, man? Oh, we got bento box? We do have bento box. Nice. Let me make sure we're fucking plugged in here. It's the bento box. Welcome to the bento box. Where all of your dreams come true. Where all of your voices are heard. Hey, shout out to everybody. Acknowledgements to everyone who's called, who's listens. We really appreciate it, guys. Keep calling. Keep listening. Thank you so much for your comments. Um, who was it that called last week? Tara? 
Tara called last Tara, week. Tara, I'm sorry. And put us on a 45 minute rant. I tried my best, but it was no stopping the yeah the train. And let's not even bring it up. Let's keep moving. Kind of should have known what you were doing though <laughs> by bringing that up. You kind of knew it was going to become at least a 30 minute conversation. Um. Yeah, what else were you saying? Shout out to people. Shout out to everyone. Show, call the number, 561-708-0072. Yeah. Leave us a message. Yeah. Maybe something insulting. Maybe mm. something congratulating. Yes. We're coming up on a year, by the way, and we're planning a few things. We're yes. planning a, you know, an event, and we're also planning a, a special episode for number 52. So. That's right. Look forward to that. Yes. And let's fucking hear We're this gonna message. We're going to have Ian guys. Fleming on. Yes. The spirit of Ian, <laughs> of Ian Fleming. <laughs> All right. Go. And I'm me. finally going to get to talk about Bond on this goddamn podcast. Never. <laughs> what up, Dre and Renee? Alex with the Do Company. What's what up, up what guys? Up, what up? What hey, up? Hey, man. I just went on this whole ride uh, <laughs> on uh, podcast number 38. Hmm. Talk about it. Uh, acknowledgements to uh, Travis Roig <laughs> as my boy. Had uh, enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. It was it was really cool. Really cool. I have a couple things. Um, so you know, I want to acknowledge uh, that uh, acknowledgements to us hitting our stride um, just here at thirty nine, almost hitting forty. Um, we're all on track. You know, doing our thing. Word. Congrats to all of us. Yes, congrats uh, to you The guys. other thing I wanted to talk about is uh, you guys have a new studio now. Definitely want to come check that out. Oh, definitely. Um, mm -hmm. As soon as possible. Um, I know we're talking about coming back uh, for episode 56. But you know what? I don't, I don't think I can wait. Everyone else is coming <laughs> back. And I'm like, okay, I want to get back on Human Sushi. <laughs> so, uh, that'd be cool. Uh and then, uh, most importantly, I love the vibe of this podcast because the, the, the overall, um, message that in general that was transmitted out to the world, um, just the fact that it wasn't a yes, yes, yes podcast, um, enjoy mm. the fact that there was disagreement. Mm. One guy saw one thing, the other guy, but at the end of the day, you know, we're all friends. Mm -hmm. We're still talking, and I think that in itself is the biggest message that was put out to the world on on this last podcast. Hey, um, preach. I'm glad uh, we can continue doing our thing, and um, just just really, really cool, really cool. Um, good vibes, man. So with that, I'll close out my my message here. Uh, keep rocking. And, uh, yeah. Peace. Peace, Sush. Damn, that was a fucking crazy, that was a dope message, man. Official like, sushi, man. I feel like that was a toast at my wedding or something. <laughs> like, my man, I want, I want to toast fucking water bottles here. Yeah, Alex shit, is dude. the shit, man. He always has the best vibes. That's why his, his company is going to do well, too, the Do Company. Yeah, man. And that's why they have fresh gear and, you know. Yeah, man, I can't wait to have him back in here for I sure. I love it, man. That yeah. was a really dope message. And, and that goes back to what I was talking about in the beginning. Like, mm -hmm. I felt uncomfortable with the podcast because I wasn't sure how I came off. You know, it was more like a personal thing. But mm -hmm. once I heard it, it was, like, really cool, man. It was really cool that, like, our argument, so-called argument, you know, mm -hmm. remained, like, super civil. Right. You know, none of us, none of our minds were changed. Mm -hmm. 
and it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's fine. Like, you can believe what you want to believe. I'll believe what I want to believe, and it's cool. It's not going to affect our friendship at all. It's not right. going to affect my respect for a person, my, you know, the way I view a person like that. You know, none of that changes, mm-hmm. you know? So, so you think there are topics that could affect your friendship with a person? I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Like if I was like, I hate fucking Dominicans. <laughs> that, might, we, that might be a problem. That might I don't, be a, I don't, guys, I don't. That I might Dominicans, be a problem, I'm yeah. Just like, I love me some of <laughs> I've never had a Dominican girlfriend. You've never had a Dominican girlfriend? No, I've never had on a Dominican. On purpose or is this not? Different? I don't know if it's on purpose. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Well, you're married now. Chance is over. <laughs> <laughs> well, not necessarily. Oh. Wait, what? What's that about? Yeah, no, we'll, we'll talk about it on another podcast. Oh, oh, wow. I thought we were opening that door. No, no, no. no. We're going to leave that slightly ajar. Give me a little dun dun. Oh, we don't have that sound. Like that. <laughs> it's scary, I guess. Um, is it? Nah, I don't know why, bro. I've never been with. No, no, I've been. With, I, I've never dated a Dominican girl. Mm-hmm. You know, right? And I don't know why. Hmm. I don't know. There's a lot of nationalities I never dated in my. Yeah, heyday. but your own? Have you dated your own? Yes. Okay, that's what I'm saying. That's what's weird about it. If I had ended up with someone in my own nationality, I'd be so fat, like it'd be ridiculous. Mm. We would eat like fritanga and fried cheese every day right and that forget it yeah i've dated a bunch of cubans like and enough to amount to amount to at least one small municipality in cuba (laughs) (laughs) one square block a lot of cubans yeah (laughs) yeah well you're in miami my friend that is gonna be uh yeah quite a big part of the selection you know yeah Cuban women are very interesting because Cuban, I, I, they're honestly, very passionate. Yeah. They're, you know, which is a good thing, you know, but also a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> you could say that about a lot of just Latin people in general. True. You know? True. I am kind of a fucking crazy nut. Um, cu- I, I love Cuban people, bro. Like, uh, you know, I have an affection for Cuban people. I think more than any other people outside of my own, you mm-hmm. know, and, and I think part of that is because I've been to Cuba a few times mm-hmm. and I really, you know, we weren't like, I, I mentioned this before, but it's not like we were staying in hotels in Cuba and shit. We were staying with people, you know what I mean? So it's like we were living with all these different people in Cuba and like, yeah, I don't know, man. It was a level of like people would literally invite you to their fucking house mm-hmm. for dinner. Mm-hmm. Like you, you're just walking, you just pull up. And people are like, hey, we're having dinner. You want to come over? Like, it was, yeah. I don't know, man, this warmth that I, I've never seen before. You know what I mean? And and not only that, like, this this ingenuity, too. Like, these this, this situation that they're in, right? Mm-hmm. And not so much the, um, not so much the, the system, but just, like, the level of, of uh, poverty and shit over there. And just, like, what you're forced to do just to, just to eat and shit like that. Like, it creates this fucking talent bro and you'll see like a dude on the street there was this one guy man that he had like a a trumpet Mm. and literally any song that you name Mm -hmm. this guy would play it like i was trying like we were trying to stump him and the dude would just fucking play he knew it you know what i mean it's like there's crazy talented people in cuba man of course that place really left an impression on me you know what i mean so i have a fondness for cuban people for sure human beings and human and the human spirit in general is is amazing it's probably the most amazing thing that exists you know Mm -hmm. 
and that's saying a lot because we live in a wondrous universe you know for yeah. craziness yeah um but yeah the human spirit is just you know perseveres always and i th- i just unfortunately like i said earlier power corrupts absolutely and so eventually you know everything becomes corrupt and tainted but regardless we push on and it's not us as individuals it's just us when we try to operate as a collective you know yeah yeah i agree man mm-hmm. yeah i think it's uh so go forth my children <laughs> And try to <laughs> do good onto others. Yeah. You kind of lost me there. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. <laughs> I started to doze off there. At the I'm end. an ordained minister now, Dre. You don't even know about that. Yeah, man. Yeah. How's that? Go- Did you already do it? No, that's in October. I'm marrying my sister-in-law. Okay. She's already my sister-in-law. I'm marrying her and her. Not that I'm marrying her because that would be like. That would be weird. weird. Yeah, That'd be awkward. Saint Utah. Yeah. You know what I mean? But <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Wait, what? Why? Because Mormons? Aren't, aren't, don't they marry like each other's sister wives or whatever? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Oof. They have multiple wives. I know that. And sometimes the wives are sisters. Interesting. So is that where the term sister wives comes from? I think that term comes from having multiple wives, period. Let yeah. me ask you something, man. Yeah. Do you think that's a scenario that you can, that you can do? Like a sister wife scenario? Like wh- my wife and her sister? <laughs> no, man. God damn, bro. Like maintain, Sorry, a, like maintain a relationship mm-hmm. with two different women. I'm not talking about swinging. I'm talking about having like mm-hmm. two main like girlfriends. You know, like sister wives. Do you think that's something that you're? I'm not saying like in your current. I know you're married, and right, I right, know right, you're right. perfectly happy with the way your yes. life is now. I am too. Disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> Thank so, you. But it's all true. I'm saying like, do you think you can handle having two girlfriends or two women or two wives or whatever? If I didn't have a nine to five job, yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. You know, if yeah. if not, if I have to work nine to five, no. Right. Because of time? Because you need, in that situation, you need to be mentally and physically fit and prepared. So I would need that time to like meditate, exercise, you know what I mean? Right. And the thing is that like, since you're not seeing either of these women every day, the level of attention that will be required when you are there Mm -hmm. is going to be at the maximum. So you're going to have no off days. Because you might have a day with your girl mm-hmm. where, like, you, you guys are paying each other mad attention. And then the next day, you're probably, you know, yeah. she's doing her thing. You're doing your thing. For sure. There will be no off days because no the next girl, days. you're with the other girl. The next day, you're with the other girl that needs yeah. all the attention and all over what again. about the days when they both need attention and you don't even, there's no way you nah, can but win? There, I think there would have to be a, a situation where, like, if they're sister wives, it implies that there's like a collaboration happening. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I got them on Tuesday. Yes, but when women are if hormonal, t- if Dre, your tire goes flat, if I'm you get sorry. a flat tire on Tuesday, you're going to have to call Listen, AAA. What okay? I'm about to say <laughs> is not sexist. All right. Here we go. But when a woman is hormonal, <laughs> oh, man. she cannot control 
her Oof. need for attention Oof. or her. You're saying things. Yeah, I'm saying things. You're right saying now. things. I believe yeah. this wholeheartedly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. She can't control her need for attention or her Oof. whatever it is going to be to go and get it. Whatever uh-huh. she has to do, she's going to go do it. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, so she will break the rules of the agreement. Yes, and it's and and this is, here's why it's not sexist, right? <laughs> because because <laughs> I can't wait to hear this. Because I'm saying. I could easily be like, oh, you know, yeah, women just use that as an excuse to be, you know, needy or whatever. I'm lit- I really believe that the chemical hormonal things that are going on in a woman during that time of the month <laughs> is very hard. It's very difficult for them to not be emotional. Uh-huh. You know, like I see this in my wife all the time. She's going to fucking kill me. I see this in my wife all the Oof, time, right? Man, you're going places. Yeah, I'm going places. This is the first video podcast. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, say it to the camera. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I see it in her all the time. And like, mm-hmm. you know, we'll, we'll like I will recognize this because it's not her normal mm-hmm. behavior. Right, right. Right. She's a little bit more on edge and she's a little bit more short fuse. And once we start going down that rabbit hole like she is really it's difficult for her to right herself. and listen i and, have and those no, days that's too. real too yeah. like chemical imbalance is real yeah. obviously i have you know? those days too don't get me wrong it's not like i'm saying Dude. like men are great and women are hey, hormonal, man. you know if my dick bled for <laughs> fucking seven days bro yeah. i would be goddamn miserable it's bro. not just that they're uncomfortable it's fucking uh, I know, stomach dude. aches and all I that know, i know i know i get man. it dude yeah i get it and on top of that there is that chemical hormonal thing going on you know so right i totally get it you know, I try to be extra attentive, you know what I mean, when my wife is there. Mm-hmm. But, like, she also, we have had many talks about how to solicit that from me, right? Like, how to ask <laughs> that from me. Like right. How to tell me. The right the right way to bring this up is not, like... By, 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 like, being aggressive. Because what happens is that you don't recognize it in yourself, right? right. She doesn't know that she's in that state, you know what I mean? So she will start to you know, pick on something that normally wouldn't upset her, you know, and she can't let it go. And that's how I know. I'm like, this is not something that would normally, you know, upset her. And my wife is fantastic. I don't, I don't disagree with you. And, and I will, I'll even add this. Like there are days where I feel chemically imbalanced and I start tripping about shit and I know I'm tripping, but Mm -hmm. I can't stop. You know what I mean? Like there's like that definitely happens to me. You know what I mean? Me too. Yeah. 100%. So you're saying because of that, the uh, the sister wife situation wouldn't work because there's just too there's many variables. There's gonna be a day where there's too many variables. They both need, <laughs> and you know, like nothing you say. I mean, you can survive the day, right? Like you can live to see another day, but if that happens often, that's kind of rough, right? Like I think I can do it. Okay. I think I can do it. Do you um, want to do it? I mean, I guess a lot of guys would say that the benefits are great, right? You get to have more than one woman or whatever. Um, well, that goes to the argument. Like, do you think one person can give you everything you need? Um, you know, I think the human experience of pairing off into couples, I think is a really beautiful thing. Like I personally, you know, I'm a fan of it to answer your question. No, I don't think one person can give you everything you need, but that's mm-hmm. not the role of your partner, right? Your partner's mm-hmm. there to be supportive and to, you know, uh, give you, a, you know, to just basically be supportive, really. You know what I mean? And to, like, be along on this ride with you. But it's not their job to give you anything, really, you know? And that's how I view relationships. So that's why I don't see it that way, you know? But I, 
I think maybe I'm twisting your question around a little bit. Like a I little bit. Yeah. You're trying to say like, can one woman, one person, period. Okay. Well, can this one goes for person, men, men right. or women. Can one I mean? person satisfy you physically, emotionally, physically and emotionally? No, that's not what I'm saying because I that is definitely true. Mm -hmm. I think one person can. You okay. know what I mean? But there's certain like things. Like you act a certain way or can talk a certain way or talk about certain things or whatever with someone else that you can't talk to this person ever. There's so much nuance. People are so different in so many different ways. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? That you might be able to get a certain conversation or just a certain vibe or whatever from one person that you can't get with the other person. That's, you know, vibes are different. Um, speaking realistically, right? Like, yes, I get what you're saying. Like, right. You might have one person that you can that you feel open to talking about certain things that maybe you wouldn't never say to your wife or your girlfriend right or right or, or one person that you want to like go out and do fucking cocaine with and fucking right. act crazy you know what i mean yeah. like maybe that's not your fucking wife or your husband you know what i mean right. but you know but here's the thing like even though it may be easier to do cocaine with one person mm -hmm. like i feel confident going to my wife and being like i want to do cocaine let's go out and do cocaine you know and my wife is just like yeah let's go let's do it she's mm -hmm. like that you know so it's like you know like i'm not i'm not saying yo hold on hold on hold on because i'm just <laughs> 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 my wife does not and would not do cocaine i'm just saying like she's she would if i asked her to if, you know it would be a long conversation but yeah eventually she, you know she might if it was like and i would never ask her to but i'm saying like you know so like so i don't feel that a relationship should be like two people fusing into each other I think it should be two people, at least for me, I'm not saying should be. Should be is not the wrong way to put it. Right. But it's like two people who agree to live on like these parallel roads. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Agreed. Where they're always like it's they're always checking in and it's always making sure that that person is is knows their position. You know what I'm saying? As as the most the person, you know right. what I mean? Um, but bro, keep living like you're still going down your own road as an individual. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And and it freaks me out when I see like, and I'm sorry if anyone that's listening to this, but when I see like a couple with a shared profile on Instagram, mm -hmm. that's fucking weird, man. <laughs> that's fucking weird, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I agree that to me, see, I have limits and lines. Like I don't believe people should merge together, mm -hmm. um, but you need to be a unit, right? So like, yeah. So one of the, yeah, I know, you know, you're not saying that you don't but yeah yeah, yeah one yeah. one of my favorite things i ever read about marriage is a uh, khalil gibran 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 i don't know how he pronounced his name mm -hmm. in the i know i know yeah i know who he is and the prophet and he says uh he talks about marriage and there's more to it but like to paraphrase he says basically uh stand together but let there be spaces in your togetherness right much like the columns of the temple stand together but also apart right and if they did stand together, they would it would crumble. Yeah, yeah. it seems yeah. would collapse. You know, yeah. so um, yeah, like that's definitely let there be spaces in your togetherness. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, and I think how you define those spaces is what your relationship is. But you know what's you great know what I mean? though? Like I didn't know any of this in my twenties, right? So right. like me neither. So in my thirties is when I really figured out, and and I met Erica when I was thirty-one, and she was twenty-three. You know, so. I was able to, I think, supply a lot of this information. And to Erica's credit, she's very open and, you know, willing to listen. Um, so I was able to say, listen, this is 
if we're going to go into this relationship, one of the most important things to me is that we maintain our individuality, mm -hmm. you know, that, you know, we do things right. I don't want to get lost in you and you get lost in me, et right. cetera. Right. That being said, of course, there's things that's going to happen, right? Like I love going to concerts, Erica, you know, I expose her to that life. She oh, of loves course. Her, yeah. And there's like phrases that I use now that mm -hmm. are like straight lifted from Sophia, you know what I mean? And, right. and vice versa, you know? Right. Yeah, of course. Of course you, you influence each other. Correct. You know? Yes. But my thing is like, you need your own you need to have your own shit going on you agreed know I mean? because it's attractive and you want to keep your partner exactly. attracted uh -huh. you know what i mean like, exactly so yeah i i definitely 1000 percent agree with that you know there's a lot of things that go into keeping our relationship healthy and and good um and i don't know if i could do that two times <laughs> you know, for two women like you know like it's just there's a lot that you know, I keep in mind and I focus on my marriage and I say, okay, I'm going to make sure this is good, this good, you know, et cetera. Yeah. This has been Relationship Talk yeah. with Dre and Renee. Yeah. Um, Come back next week when yeah. we talk about polyamory. When we talk about Having multiple lovers. I want to be known as Alejandro. <laughs> Yo soy Andrés. <laughs> René Alejandro. Andrés Rafael. That's my middle name. Relationship talk with Andrés Rafael and René Alejandro. <laughs> Andrés Rafael sounds like a novela character, bro. That shit sounds like a pair of like... Uh, no, nah, it sounds like a Spanish singer, like like Juan Miguel, like Luis Miguel. I mean. <laughs> it sounds like Andres moccasins. Rafael. Like yeah. moccasins? Like, uh, like really nice leather moccasins, like Andrés Rafael. Don't ever mock my name again, son. What the? You know what I mean? I moccasined your name. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Let's get the fuck out of here, bro. Yeah, let's stop torturing these people. What right? are what's our uh, what's our, our our shit? Um, bro, what we're into? We're into like all kinds of stuff. You know what I mean? Hit us up on Instagram. If you're watching us on YouTube, it's Human Sushi at YouTube. If you're what? watching this, if we decide to keep this shit, we please hit us up on so Inst many test runs. I'm so sick of <laughs> it. This has to be it. Uh, hit us up on Instagram at Human Sushi Podcast. Oh, hit you're off of Instagram now, huh? Yeah, I'm not doing that anymore. Oh, wow. He said, I'm not doing that no more. I'm not doing that anymore. You said it as this. I've as said this it a few times that I think Instagram is ugly, man. Yeah, it's beneath you now, right? <laughs> it's not beneath me. You know, like uh, Travis, we were, we were outside after the podcast with Travis, and you, me, and Travis were having a conversation, and I caught myself looking at Instagram, bro, like in the middle of a conversation of a pretty in, a conversation I was engaged in. too, right. And I caught myself looking at Instagram and yeah. it was like, I didn't even try to do it. Right. It just happened. I, my mm -hmm. hand went in my pocket, took out my phone, swiped the phone open. I put in my password, like mad steps. Right. Just to get to Instagram and scroll mm -hmm. and see a bunch of people, a bunch of shit I don't care about. You yeah. Know? Yep. So. Yeah, I'm off of that, bro. But definitely follow us on Instagram. Human, <laughs> <laughs> Human Sushi Podcast. I don't know. Um, we obviously are figuring things out. Yeah, you know, we'll get there. Yeah. What's our website? It's a worldwideweb.humansushibar.com. Yes. We have some new merch going up there pretty soon. We are going to finally go through with the drawings that we promised. Yes. And um, some really cool stuff coming up, man. Some cool guests, some exciting events. Yeah. Um, some cool show ideas. And once again, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, this was episode 39. We're signing out now with mucho amor. Y, I don't know. How did Walter Supermercado do it? Or I don't know. Walter Supermercado. <laughs> I mean, Walter, Walter Mercado. Supermercado. <laughs> I mean, Walter Mercado. Walter Supermercado. Walter Supermercado. <laughs> Walter. <laughs>
Walter Mercado is a fucking Miami legend, I bro. know. That's why I immediately I corrected myself. Because I know Mercado. I just pissed off somebody. That's hilarious, <laughs> though. All right, man. Let's sign the fuck off. Peace, y'all.